Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the show where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. Although I've actually gone a little bit local because I have a fellow Australian, and we're actually going to be travelling to the land of Isla Nublar. If I said that correctly, my my guest helped me with the pronunciation before. So, Dave, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, for people who aren't familiar with Isla Nublar, it's the island from Jurassic Park, and you are a Jurassic Park collector. I am a Jurassic Park collector, yes. Yep. And when when we say Jurassic Park collector, because we were actually talking before I started recording, and you've got this fantastic collection in the background. In specific, you tend to, uh, you're, you're a bit more of an inbox collector by the looks of it, but also you go for the very, the classic original um, JP, the, the Jurassic Park. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So I I tend to stick to the, the vintage stuff, um, mint and sealed box. I find it, it just displays better and it's uh, it uh, helps me with my OCD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On your bio, it actually says the largest documented Australian collection for all things sealed Kenner Jurassic Park. A bit of a mouthful, but... Yep. Tell us, explain what what that means, like in terms of like documented Australian collection. So obviously, I, I there are lots of people that are that are very secretive about their collection. So there's no way I can be a hundred percent whether I have the largest sealed Canada Jurassic Park collection in the country. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the largest Instagram collection, hence why I use the word documented. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, you should have just gone for it, right? And if anyone wants to, uh, you know, have a Jurassic Park off or whatever, I don't know what you want to call, like a collection, like yeah, nobody like stepped up down or something, <laughs> Show, showdown, not hoedown. <laughs> You're gonna dance around your collection. Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, like if anyone wants to come up against it, then yeah, great. But you've been so you you do have a fantastic collection though, so. How long have you been collecting it for? Surprisingly, not that long. Um, the sort of sealed stuff has only been, this is just the culmination of about two years. Okay. I've always, always loved Jurassic Park, but I never sort of put two and two together to, to actually start a collection. But yeah, just, just one night I, I jumped on eBay and thought I'd actually search Kenner Jurassic Park toys. I ended up with um, two sealed um, Lost World dinosaurs that night. Nice. Um, had no idea what I was looking for, condition, even if it was a good price, but that night sort of started it for me. Yeah, it sort of uh, lit the flame. So two years. So this would be uh, essentially kind of a pandemic project almost, right? You're like, like most yeah, of it, yeah. I think. I most of it, so. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, 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 you're, uh, you're shut in, there's a lockdown, you're looking on your phone, you're seeing all these cool things online, and you're like, oh, well, I'm not going anywhere, I might as well spend this money on something online. No, fun, funnily enough, my, um, my job doesn't really shut down, so um, I was never stuck at home okay. or anything like that. I've been working like normal, like I always have. Well, that's good, that's good. I, you know, a lot of us didn't have that luxury, but still... During that period, that's when you started collecting. 
and it just took yeah, off yeah. from there. So you once you've got those two things, you're like, well, I might as well get the next thing that goes with that. Those items. Yeah. So 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 going into it, once I realised that I actually wanted to to build a collection, um, I decided to be quite methodical with it. Um, yeah. I researched the different series within the Jurassic Park kennel line, um, made a checklist, and just worked my way through it. Wow. Well, are you in your like personal life? I don't, I'm not going to ask what you do for a job or anything, but are you a very methodical person? Is this, is this something that you do when it comes to a lot of things in life? You're making a list, checking it, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely, definitely helps. It's the first person I've heard that's actually documented before really getting the collection, but documented what you wanted in the collection and really been checking that off you're the, you're the first collector that i've heard actually do that which is really cool yeah yeah so uh behind me i have the um so the entire series one and series two jurassic park kennel line mint and seal box wow wow and did they were they tough to collect and like was it something that you had to go outside of australia to get the majority of these or would you say that a lot of that oh, and actually comes yeah, from local collectors? i would say 99% has come from overseas. Definitely. Okay, cool. And look, the, another thing that I always say to people when I, when I start this podcast is usually one of the things I ask is how you got into it. So for you, obviously you've got, you know, you've got this collection that you've been amassing in the last couple of years, you've been checking it off, but where did the love for Jurassic come from? What really drove you to those first couple of items that you wanted to, to purchase? To, to really go back my, it all started pretty, pretty cliche, like everybody else. I, I was five, um, Jurassic Park was at the cinemas. I'd never been to the cinemas before. It was the first movie I ever saw. Awesome. Um, and I watched it and I, and it was, it's one, it's one of my earliest memories. I'll, I'll never forget it. And it's just stuck with me ever since. Was it something you, did you ask your parents? Do you remember if you asked your parents to go back and watch it again? Or was it like every time, every time a new movie came out, you were like to your parents, I have to go see this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing it more than once, okay. mainly because I was five, um, <laughs> but I, I definitely remember all the movies since. It's so funny actually saying that you went to see that in the cinemas when you were five, because I was thinking that. I don't know if that's a movie like a Jurassic movie is something I would take a five-year-old child to go. No, that's no, not no. parents. I mean, it's great. Like, you know, this is a, a perfect pop culture, um, you know, film franchise, but a, a lot of people wouldn't do that. I, I remember I took my younger sisters uh, who at the time, I think were about 11, 10 and 11 years old, 11, 12 years old to see uh, the, the Jurassic Park three in the cinemas. And I remember one of them commenting that they were even a bit freaked out watching that in the cinemas as well. Did, yeah. you, did you remember being scared as a child watching it at the same time? I just, I remember being completely overwhelmed, mainly with the sound. Yeah. Well, the, the, I, I, cause I did go and see this at the cinemas myself a little bit older than yourself, but I remember going seeing that in the cinemas and exactly the sound, the roar of the dinosaur. When, absolutely when, when that happened in the cinemas was just phenomenal like and just the the seeing it even that scene where it's chasing them when they're first running away from the t-rex and that were driving away from the t-rex like was just like oh my god what am i watching this is amazing like it was 
Yeah. It was a film masterpiece at the time, like as far as large yep. box office numbers go. Yep. Stands up to even till today. Yeah, yeah. And have you watched every one of them in the cinema religiously since, even with the Jurassic World ones? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what's your feeling on yep. the on the newer Jurassic World franchise? Um I'm biased, obviously being, you know, such a big fan. Um yeah. my heart is always with the with the older ones, even Jurassic Park three. Um, but if they can keep driving the franchise forward and keep the brand alive, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I was wondering about it because um, I actually wasn't sure if they were going to continue this franchise going forward. And I actually saw, um, I was watching a video the other day uh, from a show called the John Campier show where they review a lot of movie um news and, and tv show news and everything as well uh and they were talking about the jurassic franchise and actually saying there was a quote from bryce dallas howard saying uh it's very sad to say goodbye to something so wonderful but also i'm very excited for the folks that will carry the jurassic saga forward and that quote was in regards to when they were, they were using that quote was because the franchise apparently was going to be the last of the jurassic world movies but there is obviously a door open for them to still use Jurassic franchise and maybe do a different trilogy or a show or something in the future as well. Yeah, I think they're going to go to more of the route that Star Wars has taken mm -hmm. um, with the spin-offs of, you know, The Mandalorian, um, Obi-Wan. Okay, TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can't see, I can't see another movie happening, but yeah. I can definitely see TV shows. Yeah, well, they've definitely finished the Jurassic World franchise. They're not going to be doing those any, anymore like with that cast anyway. Um, yeah. But that would be interesting. Do you have a, a suggestion, like, as a fan, you know, a, 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 basically a lifelong fan, really, um, of Jurassic Park, would you have a suggestion of what you would like to see if there was a show to come to streaming? Not really. Oh, just... I was only speaking to a, a mate the other day. I'm, I just said to him, like, what happens? What happened to the Raptors that that screamed and just wanted to kill you? That <laughs> they sort of moved in the direction with Jurassic World, like they were sort of training them, and that I didn't really like. Yeah, with Blue. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you'd like yeah, to... bring, bring back the feral Raptors? Okay, so maybe get back to you know an adventure of being hunted in the wilderness like by, by yeah rapping, rapping i think like it'll be really difficult to sort of i think it'll be difficult to capture that that the essence that i would say the first two three movies had um it's hard to explain like a movie has sort of like a feel to it and i feel like the jurassic world movie sort of lost that feel mm -hmm. yeah um the i think it's the first sort of five minutes of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the second one in this in sort of like that second part trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was the closest to actually recapturing that that feeling, that essence that Jurassic Park had. So if they can if they can nail that, it'll be great. Is that when the, the does the volcano am I right in thinking the volcano blows early in that movie as well? Is that Yeah, yeah. So Fallen Kingdom's when the volcano goes up. Uh, yeah. Sorry, blows up. Um but the opening to the movie is when the um they're trying to obtain the bones from the Indominus Rex from the Mosasaurus pen. Yes, now I remember. And the, I remember. Um, it's raining, and, and like there's the there's the raiders that sort of like they're trying to they're trying to get those bones, and there's like the helicopter scene where the T Rex comes with the rain. Yeah. I just think 
I think it was it was really good. Yeah, well, I think that it. I mean, I definitely thought actually because I remember because I did actually go and watch these in the cinema as well myself um, because I was a fan of the original movies and. I have to agree with you that did definitely have that feeling of that dread and everything as well. Um, you even know, even, the, even the throwback, even the throwback, the guy with the, um, that had the, the electronic tablet, he was wearing the, uh, the bright yellow raincoat, which is a throwback to Dennis Nedry. Oh, of course. Uh, uh, uh. That's, that's who we're thinking of, right, yeah. Dennis? Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I, I, I still can't help but picture him as Newman for Seinfeld fans, obviously we'll know, but that, that's whenever I see that actor, I can't remember his name, but that's all I have a picture. Wait, yeah. I... uh, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I, I love that. He's become a meme now, actually. Uh, yeah. A couple different Jurassic park memes, but I love the one that look like and he yells out and he's like, no one cares. And there's like been a thousand different memes of that now online. I love that. Yeah things like those can actually go into pop culture. And then there's just these little tiny movie moments that you didn't even think of that probably that significant Definitely. at the time. But is there a, a, one of the movies in particular that stands out? Is it that original one or is there one of the um, original trilogy that stands out more to you? Absolutely. The, the very first one, Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 How many Without times did you say you've watched it? I, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. It would be thousands. <laughs> thousands, thousands. Which, yeah. going back to your collection, you may not be in the thousands yet, but have you an idea? I mean, you've been checking, you've got this checklist. Do you know roughly what you're at in terms of items? Um, no, no, no. I can't say I've ever counted. I probably could count all the Kenner stuff, but there's yeah. like, there's books, food, there's lots and lots of stuff what's the coolest item for you like the grail item that you've gotten so far in your collection when once you started collecting um so for me a grail item is my jungle explorer which is um the tour vehicle from the first movie that was that's that's definitely the top top of the list it's not it's not the rarest but for me it's the most special for sure and when you're trying to find something like that online and you're looking at the condition of it is there like a certain style like type of condition that you have to have for something if it's mint on card does the card need to be in like mint condition as well or are you like yeah are, are you obsessive about about that yes yeah yeah it has to be has to be near perfect near perfect yeah and and yeah. have you had have you had any experiences when you purchase something online it's come in you're like this is not what i call mint um no no I'm, I'm very very particular about about what i purchased the only bad experience i've had is um i use a, a shipping forwarding company oh yeah um from so through usa ebay i had a forwarding company that they send the package and then they forward it to me so they've received the package and they've to save money for themselves they've taken it out of the box it came in jammed it in a smaller one Oh. and then sent it to me and I got it and it was like just this crinkled mess. Um, so I haven't used a forwarding company since. <laughs> I I actually use a forwarding company too. I don't know if it's the same forwarding company you're talking about. I know there's a quite a number of them. I use a company called myus.com. Is, yeah, right. is that is that the same one you're talking about? No, no, no. Okay. The one I, it was, it, it was pretty, 
it was pretty obscure. I was, I just, I didn't really have experience, much experience doing international shipping. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty early on. So I've definitely, okay. I've learned a lot of things. I use a company called, my, like I said, myus.com and I'm not, this isn't sponsored by any means this, this episode or anything. I've never mentioned them before. Um, but I use them. I actually started using them to forward items last year uh, because early last year I had uh, a work colleague of mine in the US because uh, I work for a global company and she was happy enough to forward some items, forward them to me because I thought maybe I can get this person in the US if I ship to her, she can bundle them together and send them over and I'll save money on shipping and I can get some of these exclusive US items that I want. Yeah. Um, so I sent them to her. She lived right almost across the road from uh, UPS and she went in there and got a quote for, I think it was like five smaller, five or six small items that she'd sort of put into a, a medium sized box. And the quote came back as 700 US dollars. <laughs> and I was like, no, no. Uh, and for anyone listening outside of Australia, that actually translates to over a thousand dollars Australian. Yeah, so I was not like I, I think in in all the items that I purchased was probably around two hundred dollars worth. So I was like, yeah, I'm not yeah. paying five five times as much to get these items here. Yeah, so, yes. So I'm lucky. Um, I'm lucky now. I've uh, met a good friend through collecting who now sends. I I send items to so I buy them off eBay and they get sent straight to him and he'll actually open the box inspect that it's been packed properly yeah. and if it's been packed properly um he'll forward it on to me but if it's not he'll he'll get a new box or pack it pack it better than what it is and then send it off to me so oh, perfect. Um, shout out to Ke shout out to kenna hunter okay okay um well thank you kenna hunter um the the other thing with my us is so i ended up finding them i thought i'll test these guys because they had a special on if you signed up, they, you got a discount on your first shipping. So by the time I paid for my friend to send it to Florida, which is the address of this shipping company, and from Utah to Florida, and then to ship it from there um, through DHL to me was less than half the price of what it would have been through USPS. And it arrived from that shipping company uh, in like five days. It was it was amazing. I couldn't believe how quick it got it. So wow. I've I've used them religiously since, and I have had nothing but sort of good experiences with them. Uh, and one of the yeah, things they do, if if you ever, for anyone um, trying to ship into their country, they do offer a US box and a UK box as part of their premium service, um, as well as the opportunity that you can actually, rather than, as you mentioned, them unpack stuff and try and shove it into another box, that you can actually opt to have everything grouped together this is what I do. I just do like a monthly shipping across where I'll have multiple items shipped there. They group them together and they actually pack them all into one large box, but keeping them within the box they were received in. So they're kind of oh, double wow. boxed. So I get my items pretty much perfect every time. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so when you're looking at stuff on eBay, is, have you got certain searches set up as well? Like, how did you go about, like, hunting these things down? I know you've mentioned you've also got another collector that maybe looked out for stuff in the US. But is, was, yes. there, was there a method to the madness of checking off the list? 
yeah, lots of saved searches, um, religious looking, even if I don't get a notification. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a few items through, um, so watching toy hunts on YouTube and they may go to a certain toy shop. And if I, if I see something in the background, I find out what toy shop it is. <laughs> and then I hunt down the item by doing that. Oh, wow. So I've got, I've, I've gotten a couple of things by doing that, by having a sharp eye. I've also helped a few of, uh, a few other collectors out by getting stuff, uh, that they're looking for. Um, by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any funny also, stories um, in regards to uh, one of those items? Well, I spoke to you earlier about, um, MCE. Yes. Yeah. So, um, sure, MCE the Star Wars collector I had. Yeah. MCE is sort of like linked with bits and buttons out of, uh, Fort Lauderdale in Florida. Yeah. And I've actually purchased a couple of items through his videos off bits and buttons. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I'll have to, I'll have to tell George that he'll be, he'll be really happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just in the background, like they may have just glanced past it and I'm just, I'm there on the YouTube, like with the little scanner trying to, trying to get the, the correct second <laughs> I can get a good look at it. <laughs> so you're like pause, start, pause, play, pause, play. Yeah. Until yeah. you get to that frame. Yeah. Also purchasing things uh, out of other people's collections that aren't necessarily for sale. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. And, and how do you go about negotiating that? Uh, basically, I just, I just ask the question. Yeah. And, you know, money, money talks. <laughs> um, that's generally how I get it. If they, if they don't want to sell it, they don't want to sell it. That, that's fine. But yeah. I'm, I'm always happy to ask. I've, I've always been a big believer and my, my girlfriend will, will, you know, knows that this is something I say all the time, that if you don't ask, you don't get, right? There's no yeah, harm yeah, like the yeah the golden sentence of collecting is what else you got <laughs> and that's gotten you a few different items yeah absolutely yeah um i the my rarest kenner item i've i've gotten through simply asking what else you got <laughs> yeah and so do you have pays off do you have other collectors in australia that you've gone and, and looked at their collections in person as well and hunting through them mm -hmm. or is it all pretty much online just online yeah yeah I've, I've bought off other collectors um jurassic collectors in australia um two or one mainly who i've become quite good friends with and the other one i i hang out with uh, we go to cons and stuff so great he's great. uh he's he he doesn't necessarily sell and neither do i so it works. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you're you're not one of those collectors who's collecting to then flip or anything like that. It's like, you're only buying the items that go into your collection and they're staying in your collection. Yeah, absolutely. Late, lately I've, um, I've been heavy into Jurassic comics and oh. um, by buying sort of lots of, um, comics, I've acquired doubles. I know. Yeah. They had yep. Comics. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They had movie adaptation comics for the first movie and the second movie. Um, as well as sort of uh, spin-off comic series. So yeah, they're and, quite they're quite good. And I imagine those original comics have a, a lot of Kenner advertising within them as well. None. Really? None. Oh, I'm, yeah. amazed. I'm amazed yeah. that they didn't do cross, cross promotion in, in there. No, no. Lots of like um, like Mega Sega Mega Drive promotions, or sorry, um, Sega Genesis. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Lots of that, but. Yeah, not really, not really Kenner, no. Well, speaking of Sega Genesis, do you have 
you, you're outside of your action figures and, and things that you're collecting. Do you have the old retro games and other items as well? I'm slowly but surely going to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uh, complete inbox Mega Drive, um, Mega Drive oh. game, Jurassic Park. No. Uh, and recently I got a um, complete inbox um, Jurassic Park Game Boy game. So wow. They, okay. they displays, displays pretty well, yeah. And do, and do they go for a pretty penny as well, those games? Uh, not not really. If, if you want them sealed, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't dabbled in sealed games yet. I think it's only a matter of time. So uh, at the moment, I mean, you're an inbox collector of everything else. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a partner, and how do they feel about your collection? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in a relationship. She she's okay with it. Um, she sort of rolls her eyes a bit, um, but <laughs> she's definitely uh, accustomed to me collecting now and having my own room with all my collectibles in it. The only battle I have is can I put up another shelf? So, <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you, exactly like you said, you've got your own room and we were talking about this before I started recording. You've got yeah. a specific setup, which is, it's a beautiful setup as well and nicely lit. But you said this is the Jurassic room. So everything is contained in that room, right? Is it, yep. is there rules on what can and can't be in other parts of the house? Like as well? Nothing outside of this room. Nothing outside of the room. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I tried a, um, I tried to sneak in uh, the pillowcase in the bedroom, which didn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's great. That's great. Um, well, I mean, it's a pillowcase. Well, how bad can it be? I know, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't match everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, well, you, what you'll have to do is you'll need to get matching pillowcases and the quilt cover as well, right? Well, that's so you'll right. need to get the whole bed, whole linen set, and then just one day when she's at work or something, you know, you just... You change it she comes home the bed's nicely crisp crisply made and you know it, it's just it's, it's all matching so there you go yeah yeah it'll go down yeah real well, real well. <laughs> just say yeah, jd said I for sure this. and then uh yeah. <laughs> and then don't give her my number or anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it i think this is great like you've got quite the collection only a couple of years collecting and and it's very very impressive collection at the moment and kenner um it's funny like for me when i think of kenner uh i know that they've brought out some batman toys me being a batman collector i I, i've seen a lot of those toys over the years from kenner um but when i think of kenner i always think of star wars i always go harken back to the the star wars action figures as well um, yeah, I mean, well, that's 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 how real kind of got off the ground, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there, that's funny actually that you could say that because that is something I was going to discuss with you. Um, was the origins of Kenner um, as part of a quiz question? Uh, you said you've listened to a couple of episodes of the podcast. Have you encountered yeah. any of the episodes with the quiz? I think just one. Okay. I was afraid of this. You're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> I am going to put you on the spot. So you're actually the fourth collector of season two, and I haven't done a quiz for the first three episodes. And I was like, well, I've, I've gone this many episodes. I need to put a quiz in there somewhere. So Dave, Dave, are you up for the quiz? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it a go. Yeah. All right, all right. I, I actually, I think, because I think I've made them too easy in some cases, the people. So this one might be a little bit more difficult. 
So thank you, thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Uh, well, uh, I'll uh, I'll leave it till after the quiz to see if you still appreciate it. But uh, I'll definitely give you some some wiggle room as well here. Let's get into it. First question of the quiz: Where did Kenner get its name from? I have no idea. Uh, a, I, I told you it was going to be a tough one. I told you it was going to be yeah. a tough one. Okay. Uh, so I would not have known this. If you put me on the spot, I would definitely not have known this as well. And this was just in me doing research before the episode. Um, so it actually got its name from the street that the office was located in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And when you I knew that. I yeah. knew Ohio, yeah. There you go. There you go. You knew that. See, you just, you just needed reminding, right? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know when that when they got their start? Even if you can get the decade right, I'll give you the point. The seventies. Earlier. Oh, late sixties. Nineteen forty-six. It was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was. I was yep. shocked by this because I, like you, thought that a lot of their. I, I thought they had only been around for a short time before they picked up the Star Wars licensing. Um, you know, which is, it is in itself a great little story as well that I, I urge people to go out and search to find out um, how Kenner got to pick up the license for that. Yeah. I, think, I think they might have actually done a little bit of that on the show, The Toys That Make It, The Toys That Made Us, I think, that one on Netflix. Yeah. I spoke about it. But, um, yeah, 1946, I had no idea as well. And this is the same thing like with Nintendo. They were around for a long time. They were a play, they started as playing cards. It wasn't early the yeah the like before 1910 or something like that nintendo yeah, was founded I, I can't remember the off the top of my head either yeah, it was really, I, I really early. discuss it during my nintendo collecting uh, episode um but i just know yeah. it was a long time i think it may have even been in the 1800s i'm uh, actually yeah it's a long long time ago yeah and they were a playing card company so um, all right. Well, number one, that's okay. As I said, I came out tough out of the gates. Uh, yep. look, yeah. the, next, the next ones are going to actually be more Jurassic Park focused as well. So, okay. so you, may, you may pick up a couple points here. All right. So this one is an over or under. So it's, it's a either or. You've got, you've got pretty much a 50-50 chance of getting this one right. Yeah. The total worldwide no, – get my words out here. The total worldwide box office, is it – over or under, and I'm talking about for the whole franchise, all six movies, $5 billion. It's over. Yes. Yes. Correct. It's actually close to $6 billion, um, which I was surprised. I actually thought it might have even been higher. I wasn't sure. Uh, but it turns out, so Jurassic World got the highest $1.6 billion. Um, yeah. And Jurassic Park 3, which I took my sisters to and terrified them at the cinemas, um, was as low as three hundred and sixty-five million. So essentially, I guess could have been regarded as a bit of a flop in the cinemas. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they, they had um, they were rewriting the script basically on the go. I know they they threw out the script five weeks before pre-production. So and also that's the only one in that apart. original trilogy that didn't have Steven Spielberg as the um as the film director on that one. Yeah, was also the um, the first movie where they they weren't really guided by Michael Crichton's novels. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know, you well that anyway. So speaking of directors, and you're also you may already have a point for a later question, but 
directors so the director for the first two movies as we mentioned was the great steven spielberg uh who was the director for jurassic world uh colin trevor yes yes correct ding 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 all right so you you've clawed your way back you're two out of three yeah. at the start so so you're doing well uh, this is number four question four dr alan grant is played by sam neill uh so sam neill was born in ireland but grew up in what other country new zealand correct yes yes so i've always regarded him as a new zealander because he essentially grew up Don't we, we always do that though. we do <laughs> and and australia's as for for anyone who's not australian little little uh insider knowledge here australians love to claim new zealanders as their own uh especially yep. when they get famous <laughs> so yeah 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 but it's just across the pond um in new zealand he grew up there from the age of seven but was born in ireland which is something i learned as well when i was researching this so you're three or four so can you go a clean sweep at the end and i think you can because we've already pretty much answered this jurassic park was based on a book written by what author michael Grattan yes and ding 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 there you go four out of five i look i started tough out of the gates yeah definitely i did i did I, it was a bit of a curveball but you you came back strong uh so four out of five well done dave oh should Thank i say bevo getting like australians this is, <laughs> you know two aussies on a podcast um that's it <laughs> so yeah no that's great four out of five congratulations uh you win I'm not sure what I might have to come up with prizes for these. I think uh, I'm not sure. What would you, I think what, you should. what would you like, if you could have a prize, what would the prize be? That's cardboard standee of Batman behind you. Oh no, I think, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I think I can, I think I can do an oak, an oak milk. Maybe I can, uh, give, give you a Seven Eleven voucher and you can go buy like a, an oat milk and a, a Slurpee or something. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it, the standee. I've told the story of the standee before. Um, definitely took me took me a little bit of uh, hunting to get that and, and negotiating. So yeah. I wouldn't be able to give yeah. that up. Yeah, I'm I'm big on the uh, the cardboard standees. They're they're awesome. They're so do you, good. Do you collect a lot of the promotional stuff as well? Is that something you've? Been I am huge on the promotional stuff. Yeah, I don't have any of the large standees. Um, one they're really expensive for pieces of cardboard mm -hmm. and two i don't know if i'd be able to display it without damaging it yeah. um but i i'll get them absolutely but I, I i love the promotional stuff it's yeah definitely perfect i've actually i've saved in speaking of ebay before but i've saved a few promotional items for batman that i'm like should i get that where could i display that could i find some some more room for that. In fact, uh, talking of gaming, there's a a flyer for uh, I can't remember the name of the game now. I'm mental blanking on it, but it was a Nintendo the original NES game called um, something. I think it was called like Curse of the Joker or something along those lines. Um, and there's like a little promotional uh, flyer of that, like a pamphlet. And I was like, that would be really cool. Just have that on on display, just framed yeah. somewhere. But I've got to find room yeah. on the wall for it it's just uh, i have to laugh because just in, in front of me i've got a uh framed placemat from mcdonald's which would have just been a wow. something that was a tray liner yeah it was worth nothing that people just threw away like it was nothing but 
I've got it framed on my wall now. I paid more than I should have for it as well. <laughs> I've been looking at those for um, the Batman Happy Meals and, and uh, back when they did those for Batman Returns and other movies. I've actually been looking at yeah, the yeah. glasses, the original glasses they brought out for the Batman Forever movie as well. Um, so I've still yeah. got all those McDonald's glasses. They're, they're great. But I've been looking at those. I've been looking at uh, people who've collected the, um, the French fry containers as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I've got them coming actually. Have you? They're on the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I see. I probably saw these things growing up when the movie was out. I'm sure I went to McDonald's and saw this stuff, and I've completely put it out of my mind. It's because you see so much of it. Um, it's funny as collectors yeah. when we come across that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm big on. Um, I like vintage movie cups. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to track down the um the old Greater Union cinema cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah really hard to find or the Jurassic Park ones are really hard to find I think I've I've got two out of three so wow and for Americans that listening because there's a lot of Americans that listen to the podcast uh Greater Union is a big franchise uh here that's kind of like the like an AMC almost over in the US yeah yeah which are now gone then Greater Union doesn't exist anymore yeah correct so it makes it even harder to get some of those items I guess um but obviously being the age I mean because and this is another thing uh 93 that was when the original jurassic park came out so we're actually coming up on 30 years since a lot of these yes. promotional items were out there so yeah <laughs> like finding them in great pristine condition it's like hen's teeth yeah definitely well yeah. dave i've had a blast talking to you thank you very much for being on no the worries. podcast um before i let you go though i always get people to plug their socials where can they find you and have a look at this fantastic collection we've been talking about so just on instagram um i'm the east doc um the underscore east underscore doc and yeah i just i post everything i have up there nearly as soon as i get it (laughs) perfect perfect well yeah for anyone interested definitely go and give dave a follow on his page and uh I can't recommend it enough because I think it's a fantastic collection. So thank you again for being on the podcast and I've had a great time talking to you. Have a great, wonderful night. Yeah, yeah, you too. Thank you. If you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to as well as some of my own.